the Young and Healthy Podcast. You're listening to the Cincinnati Children's Young and Healthy Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Cincinnati Children's Young and Healthy Podcast. My name is Kate Zetter and I'll be your host for today. We are recording episode 25 today and we're talking about Santa Claus um, is our, our topic today and kind of this evolution of how kids see Santa and the role that this character does or does not play in the holidays, um, in, in the holiday of Christmas for children. Um, and I have asked today members of our team to join us today. So Michael English, whose voice you will likely recognize if you've been listening to the podcast all season. Hello, Michael. Hey, Kate. How are you? Doing pretty good. Glad you're here. Me too. And Allison Bradley is a new voice on the podcast. She's a member of our marketing team here at Cincinnati Children's, and she has some really interesting insights on this topic. And I'm so glad you've joined us, Allison. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So welcome to you both. Um, we are going to be talking about Christmas today, and um, but there, we recognize that there are so many different traditions and faith practices this time of year as well. And encourage anybody interested in a fantastic conversation about those conversations to listen to last week's episode um, with our pastoral care team. So this has been kind of a topic that I have been, that I've had on my mind for the last several Christmases in my house as my kids have gotten older. My um, my daughter, my oldest, um, has figured it out. She knows that Santa presents come from mom and dad now. Um, and But a couple of years ago when I knew we were at that point, um, I really was like, okay, how do I do this in a meaningful way? Because she has little brothers. Um, so this conversation today, I, I'm hoping that we can just kind of share some, some experiences with this in general. And Allison, when I, I kind of alluded to, you have some interesting, um, an interesting perspective on this. And maybe we'll start with you because you and your husband have chosen not to create the character of Santa in your home at Christmas time. Will you tell us a bit about how you arrived there? Yeah, so we, um, so we actually, um, our faith practice is Christianity, and so we do celebrate Christmas. And as we were trying to figure out the Santa thing, honestly, it really wasn't that big of a deal until she was like, I know, a little bit older, you know, so we didn't really think about it too much, didn't put a focus on it. And as we were thinking about it, my husband really didn't like the idea of the lie and like purposely creating this lie and um, the story around it or just or perpetuating a story that maybe isn't really true. You know, that was something that was really important to him. And so I was like, okay, that makes sense. And as we were making the decision around this, one of the things I kept reflecting on is just how um, in the Christian faith practice there, you know, Jesus is born at Christmas time and our faith practice believes that he came here to heal brokenness in the world, bring peace, joy, and love. And he doesn't really ask anything for that in in return. It's like, hey, just like, you know, be buddies with me. This is what the world has. And even if you don't, I bring this to the world. And so the concept of the Santa construct where it's like naughty or nice and you get your gifts based on that, for me, it felt disjointed 
from, um, you know, the story of the guy whose birthday it was. So, you know, he had a struggle with just like this ruse, you know, and then I was really like reflecting on how it felt disjointed for me. So we kind of came together and really decided not to do the Santa thing. And then also we realized, you know, there are other things we can do for behavior modification, you know, <laughs> than necessarily like holding her Christmas presents hostage. And so that's kind of where we went at it. And we didn't necessarily have to like make a big deal about this really until last year because she did go to a very multi-ethnic preschool. My daughter's six now. And um, so her preschool, she um, they didn't do any holidays because there were a lot of people who had a lot of different traditions, you know, and so they didn't focus on one. They didn't talk about Santa in it. So it was really only last year we had the conversation with her about it. I'm really curious, Allison, you mentioned that um, in her school setting, mm -hmm. so many kids, and I feel like that's a lot of um, you know, a lot of my angst the last couple of years has been over, like, what do certain kids know and other kids don't? And you're right, it, by not creating the lie, but then she also now is, I guess, enlightened, if you will, that... It, have you explained to her that other kids believe in this character named Santa? Yeah, last year she was in a different, a pre-K program at a different school. And so we talked to her about like, you know, hey, you know, you know who Santa Claus is? Because, you know, she had seen him about and we had done like the sit on his lap thing, but we didn't, we like, I would whisper into him and be like, don't focus on gifts, like, you know, and stuff and just say hi. And so they would have like a little chat and exchange candy canes. It was really cute. But, um... When we So we had like a conversation about it, and we said, do you know like who Santa Claus is? And she's like, well, he's the guy. I'm like, do you know anything else about him? And she didn't. And, um, and so we explained St. Nicholas as a historical character and how there was a family who um, you know, didn't have enough money to provide for their family and that he like threw coins through the window. Now, I didn't tell her what was going to happen if he didn't provide for the family because that's a bit of an older kid conversation. But um, we said that inspired the story and then it turned into this thing. And I said, you know, it inspired the story of Santa Claus and the North Pole and elves. But, you know, do you think that's real? And she's like, that doesn't seem real. And I said, yeah, but it's a really fun story. And I said, there are some kids and probably a lot of your classmates who think it's real. So what? It, would you be being a good friend if you told them it wasn't real? And I said, no. And she said, I'm like, it's very important. You can't tell other kids who think this is real that it isn't real. And I said, if your teacher will tell me if you don't. And they'll, you, you, you can't do that to them. You know, there will be a consequence. And she didn't want to either, you know, mm -hmm. so she would just play along. But that's kind of how we introduced it to her. Really interesting. You guys have put so much thought into this. I'm, I'm really quite impressed. Oh, um, thanks. And impressed by how mature your daughter has been at, uh, you know, just learning and understanding. Michael, what about you? What does, uh, what role does Santa Claus play in your house? Well, uh, my youngest is five and she definitely believes in Santa Claus. Um, she has a lot of questions about logistics like, oh, right. Yeah. So we <laughs> we have uh, two chimneys in our house. Okay. Uh, one of which is completely blocked off and seam in it. The other one is allegedly blocked off. But about two years ago, uh, I discovered a bird in the house. Uh. Pretty sure it came through the chimney. Mm -hmm. So I did a lot of things to sort of DIY the <laughs> chimney and block it off because of the birds. Um, mm -hmm. But hopefully not for Santa Claus. Well, see, that's the thing. So just the other day, my daughter said, Daddy, is Santa going to be able to get through all this stuff? 
And I'm like, well, he should be able to. He's magic, mm-hmm. right? So I typically don't lie to my kids at all. Like that's sort of like a hard mm-hmm. and fast thing. Like if there's something I don't want to tell them and they have a question about, I'll let them know, hey, you're not old enough to talk about that yet. We'll talk about this at a later time. Except for Christmas. Then I lie to them all the time. <laughs> Just constant lies throughout the month of December. Um, but I, when I was young, mm-hmm. um, when I was around a little bit older than Isabella is now, when I was around like six years old, uh, we had a... Uh, there was a lot of stuff going on in the elementary school about whether or not Santa Claus was real or not. Mm-hmm. To your point, Allison, mm-hmm. you know, uh, there are kids that don't believe. And a lot of my classmates had older siblings. And eventually I went to the most reliable person I knew, who was my mother. And I said, hey, mom, is Santa Claus real? And uh, she said, do you want to know the truth? And at that point, I kind of knew what she was going to say. And I was like, yeah, I want to know the truth. She said, no, he's not. Uh, and I asked about the Easter bunny. And she said, not real. And I stopped at the tooth fairy because of the money. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, that's right. What, that was a really good call. Right, yeah. Smart kid. So, mm-hmm. uh, so we've kind of taken that same sort of uh, perspective with our youngest to say, okay, if she ever asks, we're going to be honest with her, no matter how old she is, um, and just tell her, like, hey, no, not real. And similar to you, Kate, like, we try and keep the gifts uh, modest when they come from Santa, mm-hmm. like, maximum of, like, two or three gifts. Mm-hmm. Everything else comes from mom and dad. All the good stuff. Comes from mom and dad. Comes from mom and dad, yeah. We aren't giving that fella too much credit. No, right before we hit record on this we were i was mentioning that we um in our house santa santa gives very modest gifts because i'm extremely conscious of the fact that he comes to life in different ways in different homes and um no the good gifts come from us for sure and um or well not the good gifts the good there are good gifts from santa too but the best gifts the most the the more expensive gifts um, definitely come from mom and dad. Um, yeah, I had was telling our producer an interesting story about this earlier that my cousin-in-law, um, her and her um, husband, they had a lot of student loan debt. And so they actually brought their kids into the conversation. Or like, these are the choices we're making as a family because we want to like have the freedom of not having this debt. And so when they were thinking about like gifts and Christmas time and everything, they're like, we are really purposeful with them about our spending and the choices we make. So we kind of want to get credit for the spend, but also recognize this is what we are prioritizing for you at Christmas time. So it's interesting because of their um, financial situation. That's part of the reason why they actually like decided not to go along with the Santa thing, because they wanted to understand like as a family, we're a team working on this to get debt. And we're also making the decision about this at Christmas time as well. So I thought that was really interesting. And I think involving kids is is really an interesting part of this um, to understand if you know what the financial situation in the home is. Um, that's a really important thing for children to understand, at least in my opinion. And I think when we're talking about Christmas and where gifts come from and kind of this whole ruse of Santa Claus that we create. Um, I was really worried when my daughter 
um, my, my typical answer when they ask is I believe in the magic of Christmas. And I kind of started that a while ago. And my middle um, child right now, my nine-year-old son, he's asking so many questions. And he was like, you're just going to say you believe in the magic of Christmas. And I'm like, I do. I really do. I believe it's magical, but we make it magical. Um, mm-hmm. And it was interesting with my daughter um, I, when I was looking to figure out, okay, how do I how do I navigate this? How do I do this in a way that it isn't just, a, wow, my parents have been lying to me for the past 10 years, um, but rather bring her in to help us make it magical for her little brothers. And that was kind of the approach that we took when she's like, mom, you guys put the presents on, you guys are Santa, aren't you? And I'm like, yes, we are. And um, I said, but here's why, you know, you love that, right? You, you love this like idea that there is something magical that happens and she said, yes, it's so much fun. I said, well, help us do it for your brothers. So that's been a way that I have felt better about, um, you know, uncovering the lie with her and suspect that it's probably time to do that with, with my nine-year-old as well. Um, and we have, um, it's interesting, you, you mentioned, Michael, learning when you were about six from kids at school and there was a member of our team when we asked who would like to join us for this conversation who said she found out about it in her older sister's diary when she was being a snoopy little sister mm. around Christmas time, which I thought was pretty funny. Um, and But I don't remember how I found out. Do you remember, Allison? I remember having a conversation about it. And okay. um, I remember questioning about the same age that your son did. And um, the funny thing was it was an expensive gift that um, – we got, I got a Barbie dream house oh, and we, and yeah. And so, um, and so I got a Barbie dream house and I remember turning to them on the Christmas morning. I'm like, well, I know Santa's real. Cause you two could never afford this, <laughs> which is really comical on many levels now as an adult. But, um, so that like, you know, gave it a boost, but I remember just having a conversation and it's like, kind of like you had with your daughter and be like, this isn't real. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. And I remember being super sad about it. Actually. It was kind of like one of those last childhood magic things that go away you know so mm-hmm. yeah but not the tooth fairy yeah not the tooth fairy you know, we need that money yeah you know it's funny I, I distinctly remember kind of being like all right this is a thing that I lost but I think a lot of my philosophy on parenthood stemmed from that conversation I had with my mother um, because of that I've always trusted her because I was like okay this woman this was, I mean, I remember it being hard for her to be able to, you know, just go on ahead and tell me that truth, mm-hmm. especially considering I was like only six years old. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she went on ahead and told me. And from then I was always like, okay, she's always going to be willing to tell me the truth no matter what. And I've kind of carried that same uh, philosophy. And I do remember like the previous. Christmas was pretty fantastic. I'm going to date myself here, but at the time there were a bunch of Star Wars toys coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, original Star Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throwback. Um, and it was great. Like my mom would go all out 
And of course, at the time, I thought Santa Claus got me all these incredible Star Wars toys. Of course, you know, about a year later, I figured out that wasn't the truth. Um, But I still remember that Christmas as being an unbelievable Christmas because of all these things that my mom got me. So I did lose something a little bit that day, Mm -hmm. but... You know, the amount of respect that I had for my mother, even at that age, grew a lot. And I mean, it really has carried on to today. So I was concerned that not doing Santa Claus would actually um, take away the magic of Christmas for her. And then it was the Sunday after Thanksgiving, and we were planning on doing the tree that day. And she's like poking us at like 6 a.m. to get out of bed. Let's decorate the tree. So excited, you know, and she's just so excited about... um, all the Christmas decorations and all the joy of it. She has like a tiny tree and she like propped it next to her to like watch White Christmas with her. Cause apparently like the one foot tree had to be right next to her when she was watching White Christmas. So I just realized I'm like, okay, we're good. Like there's still a yeah. lot of magic here, even though we're not necessarily, you know, doing the traditional Santa route. Well, and I think that's interesting because it, I, I'm sitting here thinking what, you know, here we are three three parents we've been doing this for a little bit we've you know navigated some of these things and what advice could we give to other people and i i feel like i'm landing on you can choose you can you can pick and choose and make it what you want it to be because it sounds like Allison one of the things that your you and your husband got a little hung up on was the naughty or nice mm-hmm. list and um we that just that isn't that isn't part of the conversation, and because I don't like it either. Mm-hmm. And you're you're right. There are better ways to manage, um, you know, unwanted behavior. And so I think that yes, it's part of the story, but um, it, it isn't something that we've been so worried about. And that actually then makes me think about that um, that elf on the shelf the one who comes and watches and reports back to Santa and um, so that's another kind of Christmas tradition Christmas lie if you will that um, my kids have asked why we don't have one and I'm like one just never showed up like that that's my best answer um, it just never showed up because mom would forget every single night to do something funny with the elf on the shelf but do you guys do that, Michael? No, 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 no. We, when it first got popular, um, and then our daughter was born, our youngest was born, we briefly thought about it. Mm-hmm. And sort of later on in the Christmas season when, you know, Target is like still selling Christmas decorations, but there's not a ton of them, we went in to go find an elf on the shelf. Uh, but we wanted a black elf on the shelf, and they didn't have any. Mm-hmm. And then we figured out, well, it was probably all for the best because we would never move that elf on the shelf. It seems like so much work. You need to give it crutches. Yeah, and, and just like he's going to stay right here. Yeah. <laughs> he's on bed rest. So, so we don't do that. We, we do an advent calendar mm-hmm. specifically for our daughter that she gets to open up every day and she pulls something out. Um, but elf on the shelf, that's a, that's a non-starter. We have enough going on, so we just don't, we just don't do it. And uh, she's not asking about it. Good. Um, so we're like, we're fine. And, you know, to your point before, uh, Allison, you know, when you're talking about, you know, you don't really want to 
to, to lie to your kids about something, um, we don't either. So why add another thing on that mm-hmm. she's not really, really asking about? Clearly, kind of like I think what we've all said is Christmas magic is still going to be there. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at your sweater, Kate. I know. All right. I you know. got on a Christmas sweater. Wow. And I'm assuming you don't believe in Santa Claus anymore? I do not. And okay. so I, I am wearing my Mary sweater. It's, it's, a, it's a fairly toned down Christmas sweater, but I felt like it was appropriate for today. It says Mary in um, plaid across the front of it, and it makes me merry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that elf thing. I just that my elf would be on crutches or I also saw one where Elsa froze the elf and I'm like that is the only way I would do a Dagon elf is if it was like you know on bed rest maybe I don't know it just seems like yeah it's just it perpetuates the storyline and frankly we would forget too I mean there's just no possible way I mean we forget the advent calendar sometimes and Kaylin's like we got two we need to do tonight I'm like oops I'm like well that happened she said to me um she said well you know some people in my class because she's in kindergarten, she's like, they have elves at their house. And I'm mm-hmm. like, yeah, some people do. Yep. And then I'm like, you want some more chicken? Like, <laughs> <laughs> But I think that's the right answer, yeah. is that everybody does it differently, right? Right. The, mm-hmm. There are plenty. I mean, I, I know people who love their elves, who have the entire month of the antics that the elf is going to pull all planned out, and it is spectacular. Like, it is really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um. I'm just not that good. I wouldn't be able to pull it off. And um, so, but but I think that that's the point, right? Is that that's awesome that there's an elf at your friend's house. Um, yeah. One just never showed up at our house. And and that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's okay because like you said, Allison, the, the magic is there. The, there. There's magic. Yeah. That we make in other ways. I, I kind of feel like the whole idea of Santa... Mm-hmm. elves and stuff we say it's for the kids but really it's kind of for the parents because you want to see the kid really really excited I mean mm-hmm. it's not really you know if you start off kind of like you did with saying hey listen this is the deal with Santa the yeah. kid's going to still grow up and be like okay well this is still a great time of the year yeah you know but at the same time like we took our daughter to drop off a letter to Santa to Macy's yesterday. Like they have like mm-hmm. a little drop box where you can drop. And she was excited. I'm like, okay, well, listen, we're going to drop off your wish list to Santa. She was like, we, we, we are? She was like, wait, so is Santa going to be there? And I'm like, no, baby, Santa's, Santa's not going to be there. We're just basically going to a mailbox. She was like, oh, okay. But the joy was for me and Malayaka. Not for her. She's like, okay, I'm... Dropping off mail. <laughs> yeah. You know, so, I mean, I think ultimately, I think that's why kids tend to do, like, okay, because, you know, it's for us. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it's for us. And there are just so many magical things you can do at the holidays. Like, we make, um, we make um, like, a birthday cake for Christmas Day, and then, like, and at first I would make it, and she would... Um, and she would, like, you know, help with pieces of it. And now I fully let her decorate it. And it is, like, fully, like, the six-year-old daughter of someone who decorates cakes. Like, it's just amazing uh-huh. how they look now. And um, and so, like, that's just so much fun for her. And um, and she likes to make gingerbread houses with friends. So there's just so many, like, 
fun, magical things mm-hmm. you can do, you know, and I think just Santa is one of the fun things you can do. I think you're absolutely right. That, it, And I think lights are magical, mm-hmm. you know, finding ways to experience lights this time of year. Um, there are just so many things that we can do that are different, and I think that it's the the season. It's the effort that we make and the the unique experiences that they have and the traditions that we've talked a little bit about as well that just make it magical. Yeah, and I think giving is a really magical thing you can do at this time of year too. And we've been talking about how, you know, you get gifts because, you know, we're able to and we love you. And we've t- and she's like, well, some kids can't get gifts. And we're like, yeah, and she's like, we should give them gifts. We should help with that. And I said, absolutely, honey, we should help with that. And so, you know, there have been different like giving trees and stuff that we've been a part of. And she's super excited that we're a part of that as a family. And so I think that's another part of the magic that's really important you know, this time of year and all year long. I agree. Well, and I, on on that note, um, another member of our team had shared with us something that she had found that kind of put some perspective um, around this as well. And it was about giving. And part of what it says um, is the truth about Santa Claus is that he's not a person at all. He's an idea. Think of those presents Santa gave you over the years. I actually bought those myself. This is a, you know, a, a father talking to a child. Um, I watched you open them, and did it bother me that you didn't thank me? Of course not. In fact, it gave me great pleasure. You see, Santa Claus is the idea of giving for the sake of giving, without thought of thanks or acknowledgement. And I really liked that perspective because, like you said, it's it's the magic of giving. It's the magic of seeing somebody. Um, have the gift of something that is meaningful to them. And I, I think that's where the, the true magic of this season lies. Yeah, I think, if you, I think that is what the beauty of Christmas is. And whether you celebrate it from a faith-based place or if you celebrate it from a, you know, um, cultural place, it really is the gift of, like, giving of yourself, of your time and your resources and really thinking about hopeful and joyful things. And that's what... I think can be really special, you know, about the season. And um, and the cool thing is people can integrate that into their families in so many ways. Well, I think that is a beautiful place for us to wrap up this conversation. Thank you for saying that so eloquently for us, Allison. And I wish you both very Merry Christmas and your families as well. Thank you so much for joining us for this conversation today. You've been listening to the Young and Healthy Podcast. We'll see you next time. This episode was recorded on December 8, 2021. The content of the Young and Healthy Podcast is for informational and educational purposes only. Our music was created by Stephen Greco, and our producer is Symphony Pitts. Follow Cincinnati Children's on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter.